Josh Haston here, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 11th of December, 2023, the 28th of Kislev, 5784. It is the fourth day of Hanukkah. And of course, Israel is still at war with the Hamas terrorists down in Aza. We pray for the well-being of our soldiers. We pray for a speedy recovery to anyone who is injured. And we also pray that the hostages uh, in Gaza are returned to us very, very soon. We have a very special show for you here today on the Land of Israel Network. Um, we're going to turn to, the, uh, to our uh, guests here shortly. A brand new initiative has taken off as a result of uh, October the 7th. And then for those of you who might uh, not know, years and years ago, I actually wrote a children's book about Jewish unity, I think back in 2012. And I actually was thinking about this very, very topic as a result of all the horrors which we saw as a result of the Hamas attack on Israel on October the 7th. And I'm so glad that my guests on today's podcast uh, took the initiative and put together a very special project. The project is called The Heroes of October 7th. These are new stories written for children about the current events in Israel. Um, in he there's a Hebrew version, and now, thanks to my guests, there's an English version of it. Uh, the stories were meant to bring us together, to bring unity amongst the Jewish people and strength during these very difficult times. I want to thank uh, Joslyn Halibard. She is the English editor um, of this uh, of this project, and also Dr. Allison Kupietsky. She is the English director, if I'm not mistaken, or project manager of the Heroes of October 7th. I want to welcome welcome you both here to Israel Uncensored. Thanks so much. Well, thank you for having us. I'm going to dive right in and, and, and share our excitement for this project. I have to say that the the project manager um, and the brain behind the whole project is Adasa Benari, um, and she's a writer by profession. And uh, her husband was very busy. He's a very well-known musician, Hanan Benari. And she was home with the seven children and uh, felt that she needed to have a voice, a way to explain to them current events. And she began writing stories about heroes and publishing them on Facebook. Um, I was very impressed uh, on a personal level. Unfortunately, I suffered uh, on the first day my, my nephew fell, Yosef uh, Gedalia. And so it, it really echoed with me this this need to give a name and a face to these heroes, these people who on the day of Simchat Torah left their families, left the place where they were davening, got in a car, drove down because they heard that their brothers were in danger. There were so uh, many hero stories. Um, Hadassah began writing on her own and then a team joined her and I joined as well to write uh, that story that I started to mention. Um, but at the moment, we're close to 120 stories. So it's a really uh, profound and, and meaningful project for this time when really it was hard to focus on anything else except current events and nothing else seemed important. So uh, we're proud to be part of this project, and and I was able to enlist some very good friends to volunteer their time 
as translators and editors, and Jocelyn is here with us as well. Yeah, so Jocelyn, let me ask you, I mean, how were you guys able to gather all these stories so quickly? I mean, here we are now, this is day 60-something of the war. I mean, we're talking about current events, things that are happening right now. How are you able to put this all together? That's number one. And number two, is this right now, are the stories only available online, or are there any other ways people can, can access all of these important stories? Right. So regarding your first question, Hadassah was really the impetus for creating this project. She started writing and she started putting on Facebook immediately. And I think it was Alison who noticed this Facebook group and she was interested in it. She thought that it would have huge impact. And I assume many other people saw this as well. So she eventually created a pool of about 20 people who have been writing stories. And it is from that pool that we've been able to take those stories and translate them into English. As an aside, they're also being translated into French. So we're trying to gain as big an audience as possible and share this with as big an audience as possible. It obviously affects our children in Israel the most, but other children out there also want to read about it and want to hear about it and either be comforted or to be able to identify with children here in Israel as well. There I would just go. add that the current events in Israel, and I'm, I, I have a feeling also for the Jewish communities overseas, are in the children's face. They can't ignore it. There's posters around them. There's stories. There's news reports. The parents are worried. So I think that this was something so important to allow the children um, to to view through this very carefully curated list of stories um, that have been reviewed by a psychologist to to hear parents and teachers tell these stories they're very short each story is about a page um, and to give us the strength and and the unity we so much need today so yeah that was actually going to be my next question oh first of all Allison I, I I'm very very sorry for your loss I know you lost another a member of your extended family um, uh, just last week, this past week during the war. So my condolences and may Hashem Yukom Damoz, or Damam, as they say in Hebrew, uh, may God avenge their blood. And that is what we say in uh, in English. Uh, I'm very, very sorry about that. But I was just about to ask you in terms of the uh, the mental health professionals and their involvement, I was going to ask if they have hands-on involvement to determine what is or is not appropriate uh, for children. Um, and in that same vein, what age are these stories actually geared towards? Hadassah's goal, I think, was her personal uh, brood, hers, her, her family, and they're quite young. So I think it was like more or less first to, to sixth grade, plus minus. Um, the youngest children, of course, having the stories read to them, the older ones reading them themselves. The, the language is very simple. Uh, the heroes of October 7th, in, in general, um, are playing down, I would like to think, the scary side of these stories because, of course, terrorism is scary. That's what they're there to do. They're, me they're meant to make you afraid and to give tools for us to understand that we have heroes amongst us. If it's a farmer or if it's a, a grandmother who's making cookies and if it's a, a policeman who was in the area all these children who by themselves were able to to save 
their younger siblings. And all these stories give a perspective of strength. We are strong. And um, as as uh, you mentioned last week, um, another funeral, another another sad moment in in my personal family. But at the same moment, the mother of Ben Zussman told all of us to hold our heads high and be proud of being uh, part of this Jewish uh, moment in history, and that together, if we're unified, we will we will be able to look back at this moment in time and appreciate all these boys who were there for our, their people. Unity was something that she stressed. I, I heard it also, and also doing good things in the world, doing good things for the people of Israel and for, uh, and for the entire wor world, for all of humanity, really. Um, I also wanted to, uh, to ask you, um, will this one day, do you see this being actually a printed book uh the heroes of october 7th is that in the pipeline maybe jocelyn you want to answer that yeah no definitely so as i said initially it was really just a facebook project um it is now on instagram as well but ultimately we would like a book to be printed um we feel that we have a, a an audience target market when i've been going through these stories you know as the editor i'm not initially writing them but i'm editing them and I'm thinking about, I have a nine-year-old daughter, and I'd like to see those stories through her eyes and what she can gain from it and the comfort that it can give her and the strength that it can give her. So ultimately, yes, it is sort of on social networks, but we really want to see it in a hard copy form as well. I think it's uh, very, very important. I hope that that comes out very, very soon. Um, I would like there obviously to be less stories um, but it looks like we're in this war for, uh, we'll be in this war for some time now. Uh, I also understand that the World Zionist Organization is sponsoring this initiative or is a part of this initiative. Well, just for Hanukkah, they chose eight stories and they put them on their website in English and Hebrew to be used um, in the family environment for people to read these stories one a night. And um, they, they chose the stories from this large uh, set um, but the real project uh, core is every day uh, a story is published on the Heroes of October 7th website. Um, and that is what we're hoping people will follow. They should follow the Facebook page where uh, these stories are published each day, another story. Um, at the moment, I think we published on the English site 20. I think it's been live 20 days now. Um, and we're hoping to get all 120 uh, soon, <laughs> hopefully before the war should be over and we shouldn't need this anymore. But as you said, we're here for the long haul and we see that these stories uh, might be helpful in the classroom also. So we're hoping that schools uh, will see this as a, a way to share these acts of bravery and to give these heroes um, their due. Um, if I can quote Asher Gedalia, whose brother fell, he said that he feels these pictures should be displayed. The pictures of these heroes should be displayed in the classroom alongside the rabbis because these are our guides, our light. And uh, this is the, the true heroes of Israel. So thank you for letting us share the stories with you. There's no doubt about it. They are the true heroes of Israel. 
And for those out there listening, uh, I want you to be able to give them the uh, the URL, the website, and let people know how they can see um, they can see the heroes of October seventh also on social media, Facebook and Instagram. So go ahead and please give that information. Jocelyn, do you have that available? Because I, I, what I think we could do, I'm not sure if you can post uh, a link because the link officially is just numbers. But if you're able to search uh, for the Heroes of October 7th on Facebook, you should find it. And I'll be happy to send you a link to share if possible. Sure. In Hebrew and now in English. And if people want to contact either one of you, either to share a story, to get more information about the project, to contribute to the project, how can they do that? Uh, we'll also share an email address because we're hoping that not only will people uh, share with their families and their friends these stories, but also contribute towards uh, more stories being written, edited, and translated to other languages. As uh, Jocelyn pointed out, we also have French but we're open to other languages if someone's interested and also to have a channel other than social media to have a published book, we would need funding. So we appreciate any help um, with this. And of course, as always, if people want to reach out to me, Josh at the land of Israel.com, I'm happy to put you in touch with Allison and with Jocelyn. So you can get involved in this very, very important and timely project. I want to thank you both for your time. Let's only hear good news and uh, a big, uh, a big yeshakoach, uh, as they say, uh, on this very, very important initiative. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks you so much. Time. We're just going to come back in a, in a minute here on uh, the Land of Israel Network. I just want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. But uh, again, the heroes of October 7th, please check it out on Facebook. Unbelievable stories to share with your children about those who are really shaping our future here in the land of Israel. We'll be right back. And we're back here, Josh Haston, Israel Uncensored, on the Land of Israel Network at the land. Thank you. Thank you very much, Josh. Um, an unbelievable project, the Heroes of October 7th. Okay, so before uh, Go that, check it I'll out, Facebook, you, Instagram, the find Facebook the website, and Hebrew, get in touch with me. I'm happy to Facebook put you in touch Instagram with those who are uh, behind this initiative. Yeah, okay. In terms of, uh, okay, you know... Care. The news, what's going on. Uh, we see the accomplishments of the IDF each and every day down in Aza, down in Gaza, both in the north and now in the south. Um, you know, people, people complaining about the images of those Hamas fighters who were, were stripped to their underwear, uh, throwing in their weapons. And, you know, for those who are crying about it, uh, I'm curious to know if you're crying about if you were crying about what happened to the Israelis on October the seventh, if you were crying about the women paraded by Hamas, thrown in the backs of trucks and kidnapped into Aza. I'm in these, you know, battles, if you will, on Twitter with these anti Israel haters who somehow didn't complain about what happened on October the seventh, of those people being paraded, yet they're somehow complaining about Hamas surrendering, number one, from a, from a practical level, we have to make sure that these people don't have bombs on them, so they have to take off their shirts and their pants. How many times did we see buses blowing up on the streets of Jerusalem, Tel Aviv, Netanya, on and on and on back in the 1990s and the early 2000s, so we're not going to take that risk. And number two, whether it's that image 
whether it's the image of Israeli flags going up in Gaza, Hanukkah is going up in Gaza, lighting Hanukkah candles. These are the images we should be sharing, in my opinion. These are the images that we should be seeing, images of victory. And victory will come. I don't know when that day is going to be, if it's another day, a week, a month, or longer. But that victory is going to come. So people can, can stop crying about those images there. And we're seeing a lot of other images coming out of Aza. Uh, in terms of uh, the so-called civilian population, because again, who knows who's a civilian and who knows who sides with Hamas. And from statistics, we know a lot of the population, so-called civilians side with Hamas. But images now and videos coming out now of people crying to Hamas for stealing food and water and other supplies, uh, taking it down into their rat holes, and that's what they are, rat holes down in Aza, while those either civilians or so-called civilians, however you want to identify them, um, are crying out to Hamas and suffering and realizing maybe some of them chose the wrong side. Because at the end of the day, Israel will achieve victory over Hamas. And uh, it, now it seems more and more people there are realizing that they made a terrible mistake messing with the Jews. And throughout history, People have made that mistake before, and those nations are long gone. They're not here anymore. And the same will be true here with Hamas and all of their supporters. They will be long gone, and the Jews will be here for forever. We're, we are an eternal people. We are not going anywhere. We are here in our land. This is the land of Israel, despite what the haters are saying. Go back to Brooklyn. Go back to Poland. Go back everyone. They're always wondering when they want us to go back there. And we're in those places. They always throw us out. But we're not, we're not being thrown out of anywhere anymore. We're home. We're here in Israel. And we're here to stay. So to those haters, um, you are on the wrong side of history. Because we are an internal and eternal people. And we are here to stay in our homeland. So a lot more details we could get into. But I am going to, uh, I'm going to call it quits for today. Go check out the heroes of October 7th. Read the stories with your children. Let them see true Jewish heroism. Today is the fourth day of Hanukkah again. These are modern Maccabees. These are truly the Maccabees of today, defending the people of Israel and the nation of Israel. And that's a wrap. Uh, my name is Josh Haston. This has been another edition of Israel Uncensored on the Land of Israel Network at thelandofisrael.com. It is Monday, the 11th of December, 2023, the 28th of Kislev, 5784. Thanks to Benjamin Bresky, engineer extraordinaire. Tabitha Epstein for everything she does behind the scenes. Get in touch with me during the week, josh at thelandofisrael.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That's where you can find me. Chanukah Sameach, happy Chanukah. Trying our best. We are trying our, our best to celebrate and enjoy the holiday of Chanukah, which we must do. Despite it all, despite all the bad news we are getting, but there's also good news out there in the, in the world. And we should share that good news and truly have a joyous Hanukkah. Um, coming to you, by the way, if I didn't mention it, from Gush Etzion, Judea, the hills of Judea, just south of Jerusalem, the eternal capital of the state of Israel and the Jewish people. Have a great week, everybody. Have a safe, safe week. All the best. Shalom, shalom. Hi, this is Goel Jasper, host of Return Again, the Land of Israel Network's newest podcast. 
Return Again is a show about Aliyah, but not Aliyah in the way you've always heard about it. You see, I've been into the topic of Aliyah for a lot of years. And one thing that always got me was that all the shows, articles, interviews, all they talked about was Aliyah with rose-colored glasses. And while I'm a huge fan of living in a land promised to our forefathers, I believe there's so much more to learn about living here by having more in-depth conversations with those who have lived in Israel long enough to have perspective. That's Return Again, a long-form podcast where we explore what life is really like for those who have picked up their lives and brought them here. We always start at the beginning, so that we can understand how that person arrived here, and then, once we have the whole story, we ask a series of rapid-fire questions, things as mundane as whether the guest uses Heinz or Israeli ketchup, and as profound as, is Aliyah for everyone? You'll be amazed at how sometimes the simplest question results in the deepest, most inspiring answer. I hope you enjoy it, and who knows, maybe I'll interview you someday. After all, the whole idea of Return Again is to understand what life is really like here in Israel, and your story might just be the one that changes someone else's life forever. Come.